Welcome into our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Another tough extra inning loss for the San Diego Padres here in 2023 as the Rockies win it in 10-4-3. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. A lot to do in our post-game show. We'll go back to Denver here from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit. Recap this one. It turned into a wet, wild game at Coors Field here tonight. We'll recap it in its entirety, play back all the radio highlights and much much more to come may have some additional post-game reaction coming from the clubhouse or nightly awards at a town scoreboard and much much more to come after a rain delay of two hours and 20 minutes before first pitch well we're on the air with our post-game coverage at after 11 p.m it was that kind of night and didn't end up being a very good night for the san diego padres and let's begin by talking about that 10th inning you really felt on the day before the trade deadline it was almost ironic the San Diego Padres had an opportunity as we went to extra innings to do two things they had not yet accomplished all year number one win an extra inning game they entered 0-9 in extra inning games this season and they'd also never won four in a row this season They could do both those things with a win as we went to the 10th inning here tonight. And the problem for the Padres in these extra inning games, why are they 0-10? It seems almost impossible to believe because you're tied. You get the runner on second base. One game has got to go your way in 10, right? But one thing that has been consistent with the Padres in these extra inning games is they have not executed enough. To win them. And that was the story of the extra inning game here today. And we'll get into the first nine innings and everything that happened. And there were a lot of different things to talk about, including a great moment by Trent Grisham in the top of the ninth inning with the Padres down to their final out to tie the game with the home run. But in that 10th inning, Padres load the bases, nobody out. But then a fielder's choice from Xander Bogarts. Rockies get the out at home. Line out from Jake Cronenworth, hit it fairly hard, bad spot. Padres don't get anything there. Everybody else stays put, and Gary Sanchez grounds out to end the inning. Bases loaded, nobody out. Padres don't score. But the lack of execution didn't end there. Bottom half of the 10th inning, Montero, the automatic runner for the Rockies. A bunt by Brennan Doyle. Good play on it. Throw to third base by Gary Sanchez, and Manny Machado... Gets the tag down on Montero, but the ball pops out of his mitt, and I thought it was absolutely the right call. He did not have possession of it once it hit Montero's leg, popped out, and instead of a runner on first base with one out in the inning, and it becomes much more manageable, Rockies then have runners on first and third, nobody out. Padres then get one out, and ultimately Ryan McMahon, a sack fly deep enough. Good throw by Juan Soto, too much speed at third base, and that was... The ball game. And it was the lack of execution in that 10th inning. Bases loaded, nobody out. You cannot come up empty in extra innings with the way this happens now with the automatic runner. You just can't. And the Padres couldn't elevate a fly ball to get one run in, a base hit, or something in the alley, something down the line. May score two or three, and they got none. 0-10 in extra inning games. The record in one-run games. 6-17, and so many of these games, the Padres could have won this season, 
have come down to execution in really, really, really important spots. And almost inexplicably, I I, I cannot wrap my head around it. They are 0-10 in extra inning games. And then you talk about just some of the errors the Padres made in this game. We go back to that fifth inning, two errors in that inning, the one by Bogarts not catching the ball that Lugo threw to second base. And then Grisham in center, if he picks it up cleanly, probably the, the uh, second run doesn't score on the Montero double. So it's a 1-1 game instead of a 2-1 to Rocky lead. Then in the eighth inning, Juan Soto sent home on the base hit by Xander Bogarts. He was out by an absolute mile. I mean, he was out by, it could have been 20 feet at home plate. The little things add up. And the Padres ultimately scored just three runs on 12 hits in this game. And they lose their 10th extra inning game. They are 0-10 in those games this season. So a confusing season in so many ways. It's almost fitting that right up until the trade deadline here tonight, the last game the Padres play before the trade deadline tomorrow at 3 p.m., that the confusion really continues 100-plus games into this season. Because on one hand, another just crushing loss in a season that has been full of crushing losses for the San Diego Padres. But then you zoom out just a bit, and I'm not trying to tell you tonight wasn't bad. It was. But you zoom out a little bit, 15 and 10 in July, and they will end tonight five games out of a wild card spot. And I think it would be pretty shocking if there's any selling going on by 3 p.m. tomorrow. A confounding season in so many ways really continues. And the Padres fall 4-3 to three in 10 innings to the Colorado Rockies. We'll continue to break it down. Full recap coming up. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin and much, much more to come. Late night edition of our postgame coverage continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as the Rockies win it 4-3 to in 10 innings to take this series opener in Colorado. Much more to get to on our post-game coverage. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a few minutes, so stay tuned for that. We'll also hear from Seth Lugo, tonight's starting pitcher, and more to come. But first, let's recap this weird, wild, and wet game with our game highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. A two-hour and 20-minute rain delay before first pitch. Both starting pitchers got off to a good start, though. Three scoreless innings for Austin Gomber, the same for Seth Lugo. In the top of the fourth inning, Juan Soto led off with a single. Manny Machado walked. Xander Bogarts grounded into a double play as Soto went to third. The rally was left up to Jake Cronenworth. 2-1 pitch, lined into center field. That'll get down a base hit. Padres take the lead. Jake Cronenworth, another hit. This one an RBI single. And it's 1-0 in the fourth as Soto comes in to score. Lugo then walked the leadoff man in the bottom of the fourth inning, but he got a second double play ball turned behind him to get out of the frame. Onto the fifth inning, Lugo allowed a leadoff single, then a ground ball back to the mound. Lugo got it through to second. It clanked off Xander Bogart's mid at second base. Everybody was safe. It was an error on Xander Bogart's. With one out and runners still at first and second, Alaris Montero dug in. 
One and two, Montero line drive into left center field. That'll be a base hit. Tolia rounding third, he's going to score. Grisham has trouble picking it up. Now Castro rounding third. He's going to score, and the Rockies go in front. Two to one here in the fifth. That was all Lugo gave up in the fifth. Grisham was given an error in center, so two key errors behind Lugo in that inning. Padres got the leadoff man on for a third straight inning in the sixth. They did not score. In the bottom half, Ryan McMahon stepped in against Seth Lugo. Here's the one-two. McMahon sends it in the air to deep right center. Fernando back near the birdcage looking up, going to go. Home run, Ryan McMahon. And three-to-one Rockies here in the sixth. On to the seventh inning, Austin Gomber still out there. Jake Cronenworth hit a leadoff triple. Bud Black went to righty Jake Bird to face Gary Sanchez. Bird struck him out. Next up was Matthew Batten. Bird set and ready to pitch to Batten. is grounded up the middle and a diving attempt by Castro goes off his glove into left center for a base hit. Cronenworth will score. Matthew Batten three for three and a one-run game here in the seventh. All three singles right back up the middle. Lugo delivered a scoreless seventh inning despite walking two. His final line, seven innings, three runs, two earned, given up, five hits. He struck out nine. That was a career high, three walks on 104 pitches. Padres still trailed three to two, heading to the eighth inning. In the eighth, Daniel Bard issued back-to-back walks with one out to Juan Soto and Manny Machado. Xander Bogarts then faced Justin Lawrence and hit a single into center. Juan Soto was sent home, and he was out by a mile. It was not even even remotely close. Jake Cronenworth flew out to end the inning. Padres did not score in that inning. Tom Cosgrove then pitched the scoreless bottom of the eighth inning, so we went to the ninth inning. Padres still trailing 3-2. to two. Justin Lawrence back to the mound, trying to complete the save. Gary Sanchez popped out. Matthew Batten popped out. The Padres' last hope with two men away was Trent Grisham. Trent, eight career home runs here at Coors Field. Swings here, sends one in the air to deep right field. Tolia's back at the wall. It's nine for Trent Grisham at Coors. Into the Rocky bullpen. And down to their final out. The Padres tie it up here in the ninth. What a moment for Trent Grisham. Tied the game at three. That's all the Padres got in the ninth inning, despite Hassan Kim hitting a double after that. He was stranded on second base. So we went to the bottom of the ninth inning. Tom Cosgrove, Nick Martinez combining for a scoreless bottom half of the ninth. We went to the top of the tenth inning. Padres 0-9 in extra inning games this year. Fernando Tatis Jr. was the Padres' automatic runner. Juan Soto laid down a bunt, a good one, up the third base side for a single. Manny Machado then hit a little roller up the third base side for an infield single. The bases were loaded with nobody out, but Xander Bogarts on a 3-2 pitch hit a ground ball to second. Alan Trejo came home with it, got the force out at home plate. Then Jay Cronenworth lined out against Brad Hand to shortstop. Pretty well struck, but right at the shortstop, Tovar for out number two. Gary Sanchez grounded out against Hand. And that was the inning. The Padres had the bases loaded, nobody out. They did not score in the top of the 10th inning. We went bottom 10. Nick Martinez back on. Automatic runner for the Rockies, Alaris Montero. A sack bunt by Doyle. And on that play, it was picked up by Sanchez. He threw to third base to Manny Machado. Machado caught it, applied the tag on Montero. But unfortunately, the ball popped out of Manny's uh, Manny's mitt when he applied the tag. Everybody was saved. The Padres would challenge it, but quickly you could see it just uh, popped out of his mitt. He did not complete that tag. 
and everybody was safe. So instead of a runner on first base, one out, runners on first and third with nobody out. A walk to Jerks and Profar, loaded the bases, then Ezekiel Tovar, a little tapper back to the mound. Nick Martinez came in to get it, flipped home for the force out. That was out number one. So the Rockies still had the bases loaded. Bottom of the 10th inning, a 3-3 game. Ryan McMahon dug in against Martinez. McMahon homered in the sixth. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Reaches for it, pops it up. Shallow left field. Soto getting underneath of it. He makes the catch. Doyle tagging, going to try and score. Here's the throw from Soto, and he is safe. A game-winning sack fly for Ryan McMahon, and the Rockies win it in the 10th, 4-3. And that was the ball game. Rockies win it 4-3, and the difference in that 10th inning, like we said in the opening segment, execution. Padres couldn't score a run in their half of the 10th inning, and uh, the Rockies loaded the bases in their half, got a sack fly to win it 4-3. to three. Let's go back to Denver, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. Yet another extra inning where you probably felt like that was going to get broken open. Yeah, bases loaded, nobody out. So, you know, we've a little stymied there in, in those situations. Felt good about it, though. Were you surprised at kind of the sloppy nature of some of the parts of the game? Um, well, look, you know, you mean as far as, like, Grish in the outfield, nothing. It, wet grass. I mean, there's some, yeah, the play at second base, it's typically not how we play defense. There were some conditions, wet balls, that had a little something to do with it, but typically not how we play. We've asked this before, but what is it going to take to kind of change these results in these uh, games? A, a, a big hit in those situations. I mean, we had bases loaded, nobody out. And for it not to have come in as many games like this as you've played, like what, what do you measure that up to? Yeah, it, it's... I, it didn't feel like some of the, some of the previous games we feel like you know, we're kind of snake bit in these games. It didn't feel like that in the ninth. You know, third base and playing back, one puts a bunt down. You know, Manny gets on and swinging bunt. Felt like we were going to have a big inning. So it didn't feel like it. What's it going to take? It's going to take breaking through. I know you trust Matt with your life, but what, what was the explanation on the sand? Uh, ball on the grass, rolling into center field, guys having to charge hard. You saw that Grish had trouble picking it up. You know, conditions, a lot of things. You know, it, it doesn't look good when you get thrown out by a little bit, but when he when he sent him, I wasn't saying no. I understood the conditions. What did you make of the conditions and kind of the, the way maybe Lugo handled all of what, what he had to go yeah, through? Yeah, Lugo, Lugo was great. And to give us seven innings and, you know, he was a little beat up there at the end and ended up getting, you know, making it, having a big out in the seventh for us. Um, I thought he handled himself really well. Both teams have to play in the conditions, so it's moot. Time and again, you're getting good starts from guys. How much does that play into kind of your guys' failure to really get on a run here? It's that you can't couple scoring enough runs when your your starter does something like Lugo did tonight. Well, you know, we've talked all year about timing. You know, we, we had a stretch there where, you know, we had we're in position to win some games. The bullpen had been really good. We went through a stretch where they were giving up some runs. And then, you know, now we're in a stretch where we're scoring some runs and we get a pitch a well pitched game like this today, we, we just didn't do enough, especially in this ballpark. So again, it's it's we're not getting our timing right with our pitching and our offense. A couple challenge a couple challenges today were those 
kind of hopeful challenges yeah. in those spots. Yeah, I mean, it, it, really no reason not to in those spots. Do you have a sense that you're running out of time and you can't afford games like this anymore? We, we, you know, we just swept a series. We felt like we come into this place and, and have another good series. We're going to be right there. So this is just another game that is tests our resolve. We have to come out tomorrow and win. Who's starting? Uh, we don't have a decision on that yet. Even though it rained the whole time, it didn't seem terrible. Were you at all surprised? Uh, it, it rained harder than when the, during the delay, but um, again, it, it really doesn't make any difference when both, both teams are playing. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse in Denver following this 4-3 loss and extra innings to the Colorado Rockies. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show back here in uh, inside our San Diego studios. Good to have you with us on this late Monday night. Heard a lot there from Bob Melvin. Uh, heard a lot about uh, this loss. And, uh, you know, look, I, I think... <laughs> I think it's obviously one of those games where execution played a big role late in the game. That one big hit so often has eluded this team, and it was the same story here tonight. You know, at the same time, they had the Grisham home run in the ninth inning. That's a huge hit to tie the game, but you look at it after that. The Kim double, he's on second base. Fernando strikes out with that go-ahead run on second. If you can get a run in there, who knows what happens. Maybe you win this game in nine innings. Just didn't happen. And again, I'll just read off the numbers for you because it's just remarkable. 0-10 in extra inning games. The Padres fell, I, I said earlier, 6-17. and 17, But with tonight, I wasn't counting tonight. They're 6-18 and 18 in one-run games, 19-32 and 32 in one- or two-run games. And, you know, just to be honest with you, it, it has seemed so often really two things. Number one, like these games just don't seem to go the Padres way here in 2023. You hope it's a trend that turns around starting tomorrow in the new month of August, but there have just been so many of these back and forth sort of wild, wacky kind of games, whether it was the game in Cincinnati that was back and forth in extras, whether it was the games in San Francisco. I mean, I could go through the schedule and list off so many I mean, it just seems like all these games the Padres have lost. Like somehow, some way, they have not been able to win them with that one piece of execution, that one big hit they need. And uh, it's part of the frustrating nature of this season to this point with where they are now back to three games below 500. And then on top of that, yeah, can't get to a four-game win streak once again. It's... uh, It's hard to explain, but uh, on one hand, it's hard to explain. On the other hand, you look at the 10th inning in and of itself, but that's, that's been part of the problem. Loading the bases, nobody out. If you want to win a game like this, you cannot by any means come up with zero runs in that situation, and that's what... The Padres did here today. We'll step aside here on the Padres radio network. Uh, we'll hear from Seth Lugo when we come back. May have some additional postgame audio coming your way. Out of town scoreboard, nightly awards, and more. Again, the final in 10, Rockies 4, Padres 3 on the Padres radio network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Padres fall 4-3 to to the Colorado Rockies on this Monday evening in 10 innings as the Padres have a three-game win streak snap. They cannot win that elusive 
Fourth game in a row, and now the Padres will try to bounce back in the middle game of this three-game series in Colorado tomorrow. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. No doubt, we go with Seth Lugo for ace pitcher of the game. Seth was great tonight. He really was. Seven innings, two earned runs given up, five hits, Walk three, struck out nine, 104 pitches. You look at the inning where he gave up the runs in the fifth inning. Again, the two errors behind him. Unfortunately, one of those runs was earned against Lugo, but if Xander Bogarts catches the ball that he throws to him, gets the first out, who knows how that inning ends up. Might be a scoreless inning. And then Grisha makes the error in center. Maybe one run scores on the Montero double instead of two. Career high, nine strikeouts, by the way, for Seth Lugo. He was once again great. I mean, he's had now three straight quality outings for the most part this season. He's been so, so good. And this was uh, tough luck, uh, no decision for him. He did his part. Seven innings, three runs total, two weren't given up. And again, a career high, nine strikeouts for Seth Lugo. And by the way, did it in the rainy conditions as well at Coors Field. Very well done. This was a really well-pitched game when you zoom out. Lugo, seven innings, two earned runs given up. Austin Gomber, six-plus innings, two earned runs given up. The bullpens, for the most part, for both teams, did a really, really good job in this game. So, well-pitched, and Seth Lugo certainly right there, our ace pitcher of the game. Let's go back to Denver. Here's some post-game reaction from today's starting pitcher, Seth Lugo. Way you handled all the conditions and everything that went into tonight's game, the delay and all that. Yeah, I felt pretty good. Um... You know, a couple starts ago, dealt the same thing, so it's a little more mentally prepared. So, made some uh, good adjustments waiting around. You made adjustments while you were waiting around to get, get out there. What were they? Yeah, just uh, stayed moving, uh, stayed active. You know, um, you know, basically spent the whole time in the in the uh, weight room, moving and keeping the blood flowing. How tough was it to grip the ball tonight? It wasn't bad. Um, I thought. Um, I thought, you know, as I would get a ball, they were a little dry, so a little bit of moisture wasn't bad. So I, I didn't have an issue with it. Well, let's stay at the bullpen and maybe not knowing who the starter tomorrow is. What was the kind of the mindset just trying to go as long as possible tonight for you? Well, um, obviously, you know, go as long as possible, but that's, you know, mindset for every start. But, um, you know, really just trying to ride the winning streak was my mindset, you know, keep wins coming. What allowed you to be as efficient as you were, especially early? Um, I attacked strike zone, uh, you know, and moved the ball in and out and, uh, you know, filled it up early. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, we got them a little more aggressive and they started swinging early, so that helped too. You said the mindset, just keep the winning streak going. You guys have lost some tough ones this season. What, what is it, what does it kind of take to get over the hump in, in these games where you can really kind of maybe get something going? I'd say a little bit of luck, you know, we had bases loaded and, you know, we, you know, hit some balls hard and they were right at people, uh, you know, t- Grish tying the game up in the ninth, that was huge, so. I mean, I think we're right where we need to be. You know, just a little bit of luck, and it's a different different story. That was Seth Lugo from inside the Padres clubhouse after this game. And Seth is right. The Padres could use a little bit of luck uh, in these kinds of games, in these extra inning games, because certainly in 10 tries, they have not had it. 0-10 in extra inning games. A.J. Cassville, Padres beat reporter for MLB.com, tweeting this out. Uh, when did he tweet this out? Just before 11 p.m. 
This is just unbelievable. AJ tweeting, at 0-10, the Padres are two extra inning losses shy of tying the 1969 Expos for the most extra innings losses to begin a season. They're the fifth team since at least 1901 to lose 10 straight. The fifth team since at least 1901 to lose 10 consecutive extra inning games. By the way, that doesn't mean that those other teams didn't win any. Padres haven't won one this season. However this year ends, hopefully at some point they win one of these extra inning games. Maybe they won't. Maybe they will. Who knows? But we're going to look back on on that part of of this season and just be like, what on earth? (laughs) Oh, and 10 in extra inning games, including here tonight. Rockies win it 4-3 to in 10. We'll come back with more. We will hear from Xander Bogarts coming up from uh, the Padres Clubhouse after this game. Bit of a tough day for Xander in a number of different respects. We'll hear from him. More of our nightly awards out of town scoreboard is coming up after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in 10, Colorado 4, San Diego 3. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. We will go back to Coors Field in Denver here from Xander Bogarts in just a couple of minutes, so stay tuned for that. But first, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game, I think it's pretty clear, to be honest with you. Former Padre Brad Hand, think about it, comes in top of the 10th inning, Bases loaded, one out situation where a fly ball deep enough gets the go-ahead run in. Got the line out from Cronenworth. A little bit of luck there because Jake hit it fairly hard. It was right at Ezekiel Tovar's shortstop, but then gets a ground out from Gary Sanchez, gets out of the inning, and sets up the bottom of the 10th inning where the Rockies win it. So hand came in, bases loaded, go-ahead run 90 feet away. Face two batters, got them both. So former Padre Brad Hand will be our relief pitcher of the game here tonight. It was a tough evening for Xander Bogarts when you go through it. Hit into two double plays, one in the fourth inning and one in the sixth inning. In the eighth inning, with runners on first and second and the Padres down by one, hits a base hit into center, and then Juan Soto is thrown out at home plate by a mile. So that was unlucky for Xander Bogarts, although obviously really had nothing to do with him. You look at the fifth inning defensively. We talked about the error, the throw from Lugo. If Bogarts catches it, they at least get one out. He clanked off his mitt. Error on Xander Bogarts. He just didn't catch the baseball and ends up being a two-run inning for the Rockies in that fifth. I think it could have been a much different inning had Xander made that play. And then in the 10th inning, I mean, look, let's be honest, bases loaded, nobody out. Talking about execution, ground ball there to second base, doesn't get it done. Force out at home, fielder's choice goes 4-2. to two. I mean, that's a spot where Xander's trying to do one of two things, get a fly ball at the very least deep enough to get the run in from third or get a hit and drive the run in, and he did neither. 
So defensively, tough game for Xander. Offensively, aside from the hit in the eighth inning, it was a very tough day for Xander Bogarts in this ball game, really on both ends. Let's hear post game reaction. Go back to Denver from Xander Bogarts. Uh, had a bad day of the job today, and it was in. I didn't do my job today, and it was frustrated. So uh, this one's on me for sure. There were some other plays that were the play was maybe a little bit sloppy. How much did the conditions have to do with that? Maybe some uncharacteristic errors. No, just it just had a lot of sorry. Just had a little bit of movement that I mean I wasn't expecting it to run a little bit too much. So the next time my hand is far enough and pretty much cost us the game right there. What do you make of kind of these close games? You've lost as many of them as you have. What is it going to take to kind of get that going in the right direction? Because it has to. Pretty much ended in the night, you know. Don't let it get to the 10th. So try to score as much early as possible. And you know what our record is in extra innings. You know, it's not pretty. And try to take care of business before it gets there. Does it feel like every loss is more than one loss? Or this one feels even more worse because this one saw me, you know, and I felt great going into the day and just didn't do my job. You know, just one of those days where you have a bad day at work and I played like trash. So tomorrow, looking forward to tomorrow. Thank God it's the next day. So uh, tomorrow, hopefully, it goes better. What do you make of you? In July, you guys have played better, the record has been better. But the fact that it hasn't been even better than that, all these kind of close games as well, should it be better all than those close been? games, man? It's the tempting and you have the guys that you want up to, you know, Wong, Manny, me, Crony. I mean, just I just couldn't get it done. You know, and, I mean, it's a good thing I, at least I didn't get a double play that bad. You know, give Crony and Gary a chance because I look like a double play machine today. So. At least that was better than not, not getting the goal play. The fact that everyone knows this team's record in close games, extra inning games, do you think that's like nah. a mental hurdle for nah. you guys at all? Just nah. I think of it as soon as the game's over. You know, once we lost, I'm like oh, you know. But in that moment, I mean, the way we're feeling after Grishas at home, uh, tied a game going into the tenth. I mean, space is slowly in a while. You're thinking of our record at that point, nah. That was Xander Bogarts in the clubhouse after the game. And, you know, look, Xander, very honest. And uh, you could hear the disappointment there. I mean, he said two things there that, uh, you know, that that stood out. He said, quote, I played like trash. And then he called himself a double play machine. I mean, look, we said it wasn't a, a good day for Xander Bogarts, but I'll give him credit standing in front of the media after the game and assessing his performance and not – not mincing words on himself. So uh, not a good night for Xander. It, it wasn't. And that was uh, hard to, you know, hard to uh, get around when you look at this game as a whole. But uh, I'll give Xander credit there. He's standing there and he's taking it and um, very critical of himself. So, uh, you know, we, we can another day kind of dive into Xander and, and into what the season has been for him in his first year here in San Diego. But obviously a tough day. For Xander Bogarts in this 4-3 defeat for the Padres in Colorado in 10. Now let's tell you about our player of the game. 
which player had the biggest impact on today's game. Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game, Ryan McMahon. The home run in the sixth inning made it 3-1. to one. Sack fly, RBI in the tenth inning to win it. Had a double in the first inning as well. Good day for McMahon. Game-winning sack fly. He is our player of the game tonight here on the Padres Radio Network. When we come back, we'll take one final look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Wrap this one up. Get you ready for tomorrow. More to come after this on the Padres Radio Network. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Rockies 4, Padres 3. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we push up on midnight here tonight on the Padres Radio Network. A two-plus hour rain delay before first pitch. We'll do that to you. A long game, extra inning game. We'll do that to you and a very, very, very frustrating loss for the Padres once again in a season that has been full of so many Post-game shows like this where uh, a tight game, a close game, doesn't go the Padres' way. Well, you add another on to the list here tonight with this 4-3 defeat in 10. As the Padres again fall to 52-55, and 55. Rockies now 42-64. and 64. They're in the midst of selling at the trade deadline. They've already shipped off Randall Gritchick and C.J. Crone. Probably more to come before 3 p.m. tomorrow. Meanwhile, the Padres, well... We'll see what they do before 3 p.m. tomorrow. Will be very, very interesting. And uh, we'll see. We do have the trade deadline special here on 97.3 The Fan tomorrow, soon to be today, if we go past midnight, which we are not going to do. But I'll have more on that in just a moment. First, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Everything has gone final in the major leagues, thankfully. Phillies beat the Marlins 4-2. Nationals over the Brewers 5-3. Rays beat the Yankees 5-1 in the Bronx. Orioles over the Blue Jays 4-2. Angels beat the Braves 4-1. Reds beat the Cubs 6-5. Astros over the over the Guardians 7-3 in Houston. Mariners over the Red Sox in Seattle 6-2. Diamondbacks beat the Giants 4-3 in 11 in San Francisco. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Monday evening. So here's where we are at the end of today. I mean, it is so jam-packed in the National League wildcard race. And remember, we told you the six teams in front of the Padres are all playing one another in some way, shape, or form this week. So here's the glass half-full look at it. Padres didn't lose any ground today. They're still five games out of a wildcard spot. But had they won this game, they would have been four. They would have picked up a full game today, and that is why it is so important the Padres win these types of games. They are just missing opportunities consistently to pick up major ground. That's the only way you you really get back in this thing, back to 500 and beyond, and ultimately get one of these wild card spots. Um, Right now it is a total logjam in the wild card race. San Francisco has the number one spot. Philadelphia, the number two. Arizona, Miami, Milwaukee right now, the three teams, they're all 57 and 50. So they're all tied 
for the final wild card spot. And then on the outside looking in technically right now, the Cubs at three and a half out, Padres at five out. So Padres did not lose ground, but they sure missed an opportunity to gain ground here today. And just as I'm looking at the the standings here, the thing that is just amazing, do you know out of those six teams, well, seven teams including the Padres, Padres, Cubs, Brewers, Marlins, Diamondbacks, Phillies, Giants, do you know who has the highest run differential out of all those? The Padres at plus 62. Another confusing stat in what has been a very confusing season here in 2023, at least to this point. Let's hear our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration, because we know how. Man homer to the sixth. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Reaches for it. Pops it up. Shallow left field. Soto getting underneath of it. He makes the catch. Doyle tagging. Going to try and score. Here's the throw from Soto, and he is safe. A game-winning sack fly for Ryan McMahon, and the Rockies win it in the 10th, 4-3. That was our play of the game, the walk-off sack fly for McMahon. 4-3, Rockies win it. They loaded the bases in their half of the 10th inning. They scored a run. Padres did the same in their half. Nobody out. Did not score a run, and that ended up being the big difference in this ball game in extra innings here today as the Padres dropped to 0-10 in extra inning games. Hard to believe. All right, I know we have uh, some callers on hold. I'm going to tell you we're going to skip phone calls here tonight because we are pushing up on midnight, and uh, we've uh, been on the air here since 4.40 p.m. We had the rain delay, so appreciate the the uh, folks who have called in and listened uh, throughout our pregame and rain delay and uh, all of it. Really do appreciate it, but we are going to skip phone calls tonight because uh, Maddie's been doing a great job here, uh, but we've both been here a while and pushing up on midnight. Uh, time for us to go home and get ready for tomorrow. Speaking about tomorrow, same time, same place, 540, first pitch. Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show at 440. Right-hander Peter Lambert on the mound for Colorado. Right now for the Padres, it is TBA. And after the game you heard there, Bob Melvin did not commit to a starting pitcher. So you would presume it'll either be somebody up from the minor leagues, whether it be a Jackson Wolf or a Matt Waldron or whoever from the minor leagues, Ryan Weathers, whoever it might be. Uh, or the Padres go with more of a bullpen-type day. Pedro Avila may be a candidate to start a game, give you a few innings. Bullpen wasn't really overly taxed in this game. We shall see what the pitching plan is for tomorrow. Uh, but first pitch again at 5.40. Pre-game coverage begins at 4.40. Final totals in 10 here today. For the Rockies, four runs, five hits, no errors. They left on seven. For the Padres, three runs, 12 hits, three errors. They left on 11. Winning pitcher Brad Hand, who improves to 3-1. and one. Losing pitcher Nick Martinez, who drops to 4-4. Four and four. Time of game, two hours and 51 minutes. And the crowd at 25,582. Trade deadline special tomorrow at 2 p.m. I'll be a part of that. If you missed any of our post-game show, go back and listen to it on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast. For our great studio coordinator, Maddie Rhodes. Great job, Maddie. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final in 10. The Rockies 4, the Padres 3 on the Padres Radio Network.